Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you tired of staring at a blank page when it comes time to do your marketing? Are you frustrated trying to figure out the timing and how to get your schedule done so that your marketing actually gets finished? Join me and my friend Sagan Morrow for a week of getting your marketing done. Both of us will be holding trainings on how to structure your day to maximize productivity and to discover the missing key in your marketing. Sign up at theaudienceconverter.com slash maximize. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Whitecamp. And uh, today we have a very exciting topic to talk about, and it's work-life integration. And to help me discuss this topic today, I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Tamika Isaac-Devine. She is an elected official attorney and a leading expert and speaker on work-life integration for busy working moms whose insights have been featured in CNN, MSNBC, Forbes, Today Parenting, Jet Magazine, and more. As a busy working mom and wife, she understands the challenges that can come with trying to excel both at home and at work. In her latest book, Think Like a CEO, Act Like a Mom, The Pursuit of Work-Life Integration, she shares the perfect blend of sage advice and personal anecdotes to explain how working moms can truly have it all. I think work-life integration is one of those big things that a lot of people struggle with when they're entrepreneurs, so I'm super excited to welcome you to the show. Tamika, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm excited to be with you and so excited to, to listen and talk with your audience. I'm excited to have you here. So we're just going to dive right in. How, okay, first off, I just listed off like four things that you do. uh, And you obviously have the time to do all of them and still kind of, you know, have that work-life integration. So kind of, how did you get into the arena of work-life integration and and talking about it? So um, it really, it really happened very organically. Um, As an elected official and as an attorney, I do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of speaking. Um, but I'm very intentional about my personal time uh, with my family, uh, taking care of myself, etc. And so it, for a while there, I kept being invited to do different speaking engagements or being on panels about work-life balance. And people would say, you know, how do you do it all? You, your wife, your mom, your elected official, your attorney. This is right after I, I wrote my first book. So I was like, your author. Yeah, how do you do it all? And I would share with people that it's because I stopped trying to achieve work-life balance because I don't feel like that exists, but that I practice work-life integration. And people would say, well, what does that mean? Isn't that just a a term? And I said, no, it's more of a mindset. And then I started getting into explaining what work-life integration was as I see it. And then um, as I started sharing that more uh, through my talks, through social media, more and more people kept coming and saying, okay, well, tell me exactly what does that mean? And how do you, how do I get work-life integration? So, um, so I just really got into more of focusing my speaking and my coaching and my consulting around that work-life integration. Cause I realized that so many people had, had no idea how to get it or some strategies and tips on how to make it work in your life. And that's kind of how it happened. And I've been doing this in addition to all the other stuff I do, 
for about four years now. And this has grown into not just um, a, a, a career path for me, but really as a passion uh, that I have for helping, particularly working moms excel because I think so many times women, um, men do it too, but women, we tend to uh, feel like we have to choose between an amazing career and a happy, healthy home life. And I don't believe that you have to choose. You just have to figure out what works for you and then start doing it. One of the things I love that you just said is that you have to figure out what works for you and then start doing it, right? That's such a huge part of kind of crafting what your life looks like is choosing deliberately. Well, this is what I want it to look like, and I'm going to take the actions to make that happen. So can you dive in a little bit more into, you know, what is the difference? You hear that phrase a lot, right? Work-life balance. Um, so what is the difference between that and work-life integration? How can somebody kind of uh, change that mindset? So it really is about being intentional about what you choose to do and what you choose you know, is not really worthy of your time and energy at that particular time. Uh, so work-life balance really is, and if you think about the word balance, work-life balance denotes having something equal, you know, and I, I read blogs all the time and people say, you know, oh, to have work-life balance, you need to, you know, you get home and when you get home, you don't do work, you don't check your phone, you don't, you know, you, you just stay home, you be present at home, which is what we all like to do. Uh, but the reality is in this 24-7 uh, cycle with, with um, you know, how you we're interconnected all the time, that's not always um, reality. You know, you, you can't always do that. And so what the way I look at work-life integration is figuring out, again, what works for you, being intentional about it, and then also um, recognizing that if you are in a career, especially a career you love, and I hope that everybody is in a career that they love, and if they're not, that they're looking at how do they make that transition into your career that they love. But if you're in a career that you love and that you're passionate about, that is part of who you are. I mean, I can go home and say, I'm going to completely unplug um, and be wife and mom, but I am still you know, author and attorney and elected official. And, and that's part of what makes Tamika Tamika. So it's really unfair to myself as well to, to kind of say, oh, that part, I'm going to leave that part at 501. I'm going to leave that part at home, at work and never think about it because that's just not reality. And so for me, work-life integration means how do you be true and, and honor and value every part of who you are? That means what makes you passionate and love your career, as well as, you know, what do you do at home? And then how do you figure out a way to have synergy and harmony with the two? So for instance, me, I, I have three kids. Um, and as an elected official, as an attorney, they know what mom does. Not only do they know what I do, but they also are in positions to see what I do. So it helps them appreciate a little bit more as to, you know, when mommy is traveling and why I'm gone, what's taking mommy away. And so that they don't kind of feel like, wow, I hate mommy's job because it's always taking her away, but my kids see me as somebody who um, helps people. They see me as you know, a person who owns my own business. They see me being happy with um, what the career choice I have. And so it encourages them to actually explore what things professionally they may enjoy as well and, and go after. And I have to say it's been, it's been an evolution, but it's been really eye-opening to say that, you know, we say a lot, you know, your kids and your and people who love you, they hear what you say, but they also watch what you do. And you want to make sure that you're modeling 
uh, what you're telling them. And we tell our kids that they can do and be anything that they say. Well, my kids actually see that in me because they see mommy being happy, pursuing my goals and dreams and not, you know, being unapologetic about it, but also making sure that they are an intricate part of everything that I do as well. Wow. There are so many great things that you just talked about there. And, you know, one of the things you said is that it's unfair to you to try and separate the work that you do from your life. And it's true because, you know, so many of us, what's the first thing most people ask when they meet you for the first time, right? You're at a party, you're at the dinner, you're in the grocery store or whatever, right? And you meet somebody and they're like, oh yeah, and what do you do? And it's such an integral part of what we do because, you know, it's such a huge part of our time. It's a huge part of our life. And trying to separate that out, it's not really fair on our own mindset to say, oh, well, now is not the time to be doing that. I, I can't be that person because you're always that person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And especially if you are a, a business owner, you know, being able to, for people, you know, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Um, and part of that, being able to communicate that so that it actually generates business for you, it, it, you have to take it to dinner parties and to church and PTO meeting as well. Not that it, over, it overly consumes you, but it also is recognizing that if you like what you do, you enjoy talking about it. So that does mean you're going to do that outside of the normal, you know, acceptable business hours. Uh, but again, what you're also doing is showing, uh, you know, your family that you actually can have a job, have a career that you love and you're passionate about. So it's not like you're just working to work and make money, but you're actually working as part of your life's purpose. And and I think that communicates um, a really strong message as well. Absolutely. You know, it's so important uh, nowadays, especially when there's so many different ways that you can do that work, right? You can have that job and it is all about kind of finding where is your happy place, right? (laughs) What is it that you are passionate about that you can make into a career, make into a job, or even if you can't, but you know, how can you find that happiness? Because you do want to kind of craft craft that work-life integration that you're thinking about. So what are some like action steps that you could tell people? Uh, You know, if you want to, if you want to have a better work-life integration in your life as an entrepreneur, what are some action steps people can take? Um, So clearly there are, there are so many things. And what I tell people going back to what I said, you know, you got to figure out what works for you. I always tell people, I recognize that some things that work for Tamika may, may not work for Kimberly and vice versa. So you got to figure out what works for you. But some of my very favorite tips and strategies are, um, number one is, um, and, and to the, the title of my book, Think Like a CEO, Act Like a Mom. You know, that mindset, think about your life as, and think about you as being the CEO of your life. So CEOs of a company, they think about the strategy behind the fa- uh, their business. They think about, you know, what, you know, things that they need to be do- doing today that gets them where they need to be five, 10 years out. Um, they understand um, that they have a board of inv- uh, board of directors or investors in their company that they owe, or, um, that they owe a return on investment um, to. So if you take that same mindset and think about your life like that, um, as a CEO of your life, you are, you know, solely responsible for setting the direction for your life and implementing strategies that help you get there. And you have to think strategically. I can't just say, hey, you know, wake up one. I, I, if I wake up today and say, hey, you know, 
I want to start a business and I want my business to be a million dollar business. Yes, then I need to be doing stuff today that strategically will put me on the path to do there. Or, you know, if I say I want to retire at 50, I need to do something right now that puts me on the strategic path to get there. And so as a CEO, you're making those decisions. When you think about that board of directors or the investors, the people who expect a return on their investment, that's your family and the people that you love. And so, you know, uh, you're going to make sure that the things that you do give them that return, that reward uh, for, you know, being part of your life. And so you're going to think about, yeah, that means I have to have time with my family. I can't be the workaholic and never go home and be around my family. I have to invest in, you know, giving my children opportunities and experiences that, that, develop them into the great people and leaders of the future they're going to be. So those are some of the mindset things that I think really go into understanding. And when you have that mindset shift and when you understand your why, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, it makes it easier to then make the, the choices to um, integrate things for uh, or implement things and make choices in your life that will help you achieve better work-life integration. Um, one thing I tell people all the time is you have to give yourself permission to allow your priorities drive your actions. So what do I mean by that? Um, that means that if something doesn't align with your priorities and your values, maybe that's not something that you need that deserves your time and effort. So many of us are so used to just doing things because other people expect it of us or it, it looks good on paper or, you know, just, you know, a friend asked us. But if it doesn't align with your priorities, then maybe it's not something that you need to do. You know, my priority is being with my family. So if, you know, someone is asking me to do things on Friday nights or spending, you know, multiple weekends away, I'm, you know, if, if that's not aligning with my priorities, which it doesn't, then I can say no to that and not feel any guilt about that. So th those are two things. Um, another one of my very favorite tips and I share all the time is, uh, to get better work-life integration is recognize you only have 24 hours in a day. And we all would love to be able to have more time, um, and, but that's not, that's not possible. But you really, if you're using your time wisely and efficiently, you don't really need more time. You just got to look at the way you're spending your hours. So some of the things that I do very practical tips are uh, I, you know, I have my to-do list. I understand for the week what my goals are. I set dedicated time, I call it production time, to work on those things so that if I'm in my office and I, you know, so that I'm not working after five and missing time with my family, I make sure that I don't waste the time in the day. I use production time so that I can be working effectively and efficiently, efficiently so I can get out on time. I also think about the things that need to be do, done and I'll delegate things that don't necessarily need me to do it. I am a big proponent on, and I call it hire your weakness, or at least the things that you don't like to do. So if, um, you know, I have to grocery shop because of course my kids have to eat, but I may spend an hour in a grocery store, which is an hour that I could be spending at home, helping with homework, reading kids, other things, or going on a date with my husband. And so I look at ways to uh, utilize my time wisely. So that means may mean you know, utilizing one of these companies that will go do grocery shopping for you and, and deliver it. So what that does is that saves me an hour time that I'd be in a grocery store that is something that has to be done, but it's not necessarily something that I have to do. And then I can then use that hour to do something uh, that means a lot to me. And my so those are a couple of my favorite tips. <laughs> 
Wow. There's so many great things there. Uh, one of the things I want to break down uh, that you just talked about, right, is, you know, outsourcing the grocery shopping. A lot of us hear the phrase a lot, you know, outsource your weakness or, you know, find, you know, stick to your zone of genius, right? What are you great at? Anything you're not great at, get someone else to do in your business. Uh, because, you know, if, if you're great at uh, marketing strategy, for example, should you be creating your invoices? Or if you are fantastic at helping people uh, realize next steps they need to take, right? Should you be designing your own uh, social media graphics, right? But a lot of us kind of overlook that part where what's other things that I do that maybe aren't necessarily directly related to work that I could be saving time for. Uh, and you know, your, your example right there with the grocery store, it's like, yes, of course you need to get groceries, but is that the best use of your time? And kind of just sitting down and thinking about different things like that, you know, what other ways can I uh, get best use of my time that's both with the work and with the life? Because we're talking about work-life integration, right? Right, exactly. Um, and it's, it's um, <clears throat> most people think, you know, that sounds so little, but the time that it saves you, that you could actually be doing something that you enjoy and that you love is, you know, is, immeasurable. So it, it, it just causes you to figure out what are the things that you do. And one thing you might want to start is making a list of all the things that you do on a daily basis. And then once you look at that list, figure out, you know, how do you save time by outsourcing or at least getting help with some of those things that are on your to-do list? Absolutely. And, you know, the, the outsourcing that there's so many people who it's, it's, we're kind of like, oh, well, I should be able to do that myself. And it's not saying you can't do that yourself. It's asking, is that the best use of your time? I mean, I know for me, you know, grocery shopping, yes, okay, maybe it's only going to take 20 or 30 minutes. But then like it's every single day and I have to go to four different grocery stores to get all the different items. And it's like, well, maybe getting somebody else to do that would be a much better use, right? Exactly. And the, the, I think one of the added benefits to that, that I've learned is that when I actually uh, have that, I stick to a list. I mean, how many people actually go in the grocery store with a list and then they come out with only what's on their list? You, you tend to pick up other stuff. If you're not going to the grocery store, you're actually saving money because you're sticking to that list because someone is taking your list and they're going to do it. So to me, that's an added benefit that you also save some money. Uh, yeah, you, you save money, you save time because it also makes you kind of sit down and decide, well, what do I need this week? What meals am I going to make this week? Uh, what's, uh, you know, it's saving you time in a lot of other ways than just the trip to the grocery store because you're taking the time to sit down and decide, okay, uh, what am I cooking this week? Do we actually need more of that? Maybe we shouldn't get more of that yet you know, kind of doing that, that planning ahead, right? Because what you were talking about earlier was describing your schedule and listing out what your actual schedule is going to look like and deciding, you know, what are my priorities and then choosing how to fill that time so that your priorities get met. Exactly. And I, I liked what you said as well about, you know, uh, thinking like a CEO, because that means thinking like a strategist deciding what you need to do today to grow. And a lot of us get caught in the minutia, if you will. A lot of us get caught in the, the little things that we think we need to do to grow our business. And, uh, you know, this is something I've heard from quite a lot of people is, you know, is that activity you're talking about, is it really going to get you money? Is it going to get you uh, to the goals you want to have both in work and in life? And if it's not, or if it's, you know, to-do work, it's busy work, you know, it needs to get done, but is it in the long run something you should be putting your focus on? 
Exactly. And I think that's a challenge for some people, <clears throat> again, because we, we, we get into either routine or we allow other people's priorities to fill our time. Um, but if you get to that point where you have that mindset shift, you're not going to allow other people's priorities to decide your time, how you spend your time. You will be making those strategic decision, decisions on how best to save, do your time. It doesn't mean that you can't support other people's projects or other people's priorities, but it might not be uh, specifically with your physical time or with your, you know, physical, um, physically doing something for them. It might mean connecting them with someone else that can help them that better aligns with that person's priorities since it doesn't align with yours. Absolutely. You know, that's something that a lot of people first starting out kind of struggle with is that idea of narrowing down to what are you specifically good at and only talking to people about that. You know, as a starting copywriter, I hear this from a lot of other copywriters I work with. You know, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to say I only do this because what if somebody comes to me with this, right? You know, I only do emails. But what if somebody comes to me and wants me to write their website? And the answer is, well, is that your priority? If it's not, then you refer them to somebody who writes the websites, right? You are doing that person a favor. You're, you're furthering the relationship because you're giving them uh, somebody who's really good at it, right? When you would have to spend hours and hours reading up on all the things that you need to do. And it's the same thing uh, when talking about your own business and your own, your own life as well. It's like, well, is this something that, that meets my priorities? And is this something that's going to move me towards my goals? Or is it something that, uh, you know, I could do on my own, but it's going to take a lot of my time before I get to the, to the point of achievement? Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's once you make that shift, <clears throat> um, implementing it uh, becomes easier and easier because you're really focused on uh, what you want to do and the direction you're going. And it makes a lot of things clearer to you um, and, and not so hard to get bogged down in the minutiae. Absolutely. And I liked your part about uh, production time. I use something similar. I call them uh, focus sessions, right? 50 minutes, one task. What are you focused on? It's the most important thing you need to get done today. Uh, so Tamika, you know, we're almost out of time and I really want to thank you for sharing all of those really great, fantastic ways to kind of start shifting your mindset. But if you had to tell people one thing to do, right, they're going to finish listening to this awesome episode and they're going to go take action. What should that action item be? I would say the one thing that I would share with everybody that everyone needs to be doing is if you are not currently clear on, you know, what your short-term and short-term goals are and how they align with your long-term goals, do that. Sit down, um, sit down with your family, your friends, the folks who are in your inner circle that mean a lot to you. Um, so I call them my board of directors, but, you know, sit down with folks and talk through some of your goals, some of the things that you want to see, and then get some input and help come up with your strategic plan. Come up with your short-term goals, the things that you want to accomplish in the next, you know, month, one month to three months, and how those align with some of the longer-term goals that you have. And if you're able to do that, again, you, you'll have that direction. Doesn't mean that, you know, you won't revisit it, you won't amend it here and there, but having that clear direction of where you want to go personally and professionally and how they work together, that's the big part about work-life integration is how they work together. Um, having that is a huge step. So I would encourage you just to take time out to do that so that you at least know where you're going and what you need to be doing 
now to get there. And what you just said is so incredibly important is to not only look at your short-term goals, but how they're helping you achieve your long-term goals. So many of us might figure out, oh, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. But then it doesn't really relate to what is that long-term goal or achievement that we're looking for. So making sure that, you know, what are your short-term goals and making sure they're lining up with you creating the life that you want to live. So Tamika, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your wisdom. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do and maybe maybe work with you, uh, how can they go about doing that? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Thank you so much for this opportunity. And thanks for asking that question. Um, anybody can go to my website. It is adivinelife.com, which is A-D-E-V-I-N-E.com. I mean, divinelife.com. And um, it's a play on words. It's my last name, but divine also stands for doing everything victoriously while intentionally navigating expectations. And like I said, it's all about intention. What are you intentional about and what you actually um, make a priority and be intentional about, you will actually accomplish. But you can go to my website. You can find out more about what I do. You can read my blog. You can sign up for a complimentary strategy session with me. I'd love to talk to you about your goals and how you're going to get there. Um, and then, or just, you know, share with me some of your ideas. And I always have people who will share, Hey, Tamika, I saw that tip and I like it. Um, but I want to know, you know, I want to know some other tips. I have a, down, a free downloadable on that website as well of other, uh, very key strategic work-life integration tips. Fantastic. Definitely go and check out a divinelife.com. Uh, and of course, all of the, the links that she mentions will be in the show notes. Uh, so make sure to go and check those out. And, you know, a, a very powerful and important and useful document there on all the tips on how you can start to shift your life so that you can have work-life integration and really start creating the life and the reason why you became an entrepreneur in the first place, right, was to, to have the kind of life that you want to live. So Tamika, thank you again for joining me. And uh, I look forward to, to continuing the conversation in a future time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.